You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Ways In. I'm Layla Mudin, your host. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York, working with Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I also maintain a private practice in that office. If you'd like to make an appointment with me, please call the office, 212-779-1744, 212-779-1744. One seven four four. If you'd like to email me with questions, topics of interest, I welcome them. Questions at drhoffman.net. That's questions at drhoffman.net. I want to talk to you today about the rising rate of autoimmunity, of autoimmune type diseases. They are on the rise. We are concerned. We are looking for causes. And specifically, type 1 diabetes. I want to talk about type 1 diabetes, you know, is different than type 2 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is autoimmune. It is the immune system attacking the beta islet cells of the pancreas. Those cells are responsible for producing insulin. And once they've been attacked and destroyed via autoimmunity, they stop making insulin. So it's an insulin-dependent diabetes, type 1 diabetes. As opposed to type 2 diabetes, which I like to call is a lifestyle choice. You get overweight, you eat a lot of crap, too many refined carbohydrates as well, trans fats, all of those kind of things. You get diabetes. If you go on a low-carb diet, it's the antidote to type 2 diabetes. Often, type 2 diabetes is absolutely not just preventable, but reversible. And we do so every day in our office. But type 1 diabetes is autoimmune. Now, the prevalence of both autoimmune disease and pediatric chronic disease has risen dramatically in the U.S. over the years. And recent reporting from the National Search for Diabetes in Youth Study 
indicates that the estimated prevalence of the autoimmune condition, type 1 diabetes, continues to rise for children and teens in our country. Further, global statistics indicate that the prevalence and incidence of this autoimmune disease is increasing worldwide. Now, in addition to genetic predisposition, research is suggesting that environmental and early life factors may influence type 1 diabetes risk and development of the disease. So let's talk about genetic and environmental factors. And by the way, this is this is coming to you from the Institute for Functional Medicine. Type 1 diabetes targets the pancreatic islet beta cells and the risk for and progression of this autoimmune disease includes both genetics and interactions with environmental exposures. Genetic predisposition, including an HLA genotype and immune markers such as autoantibodies, this indicates a risk level for people. And research suggests that those children with an affected first-degree relative have a tenfold higher risk of type 1 diabetes compared with the general population. Now, relevant to high-risk children, observational studies suggest that type 1 diabetes-associated autoantibodies may be present from the first year of life. Markers of islet autoimmunity are autoantibodies that appear before that potential progression to type 1 diabetes. In addition, studies indicate that immune biomarkers of type 1 diabetes may be diverse, with individual at-risk folks displaying a combination of autoantibodies and immune T-cell profiles and other biomarkers. That looking all of this is suggesting a personalized prediction, prevention, and treatment approach. And this is really where personalized nutrition comes into play. So from early life, whether related to maternal influences on fetal development during pregnancy or exposures during infancy and childhood, environmental factors may contribute to type 1 diabetes risk and progression. Now the following are some examples of this. So Pre-pregnancy obesity. A large cohort found that both maternal pre-pregnancy obesity and paternal obesity 
That means the father being obese. Rather than maternal pregnancy weight gain, we're associated with childhood onset of type 1 diabetes. So a large cohort study found that if mom and dad pre-pregnancy are obese, rather than the weight gain during pregnancy, it was more largely associated with childhood onset of type 1 diabetes. Now, folks, if that is not a reason to lose weight, if obese, right? Mom and dad. So dad, you know, there's a lot of genetic information in the sperm. Helpful for you to lose the weight, change things, normalize things, change your biochemistry for the healthier, and then plan pregnancy. So pre-pregnancy obesity, both mother and father. Very interesting. Others, other factors that may contribute to the prevalence is pollution. A 2020 retrospective cohort study investigated maternal exposures to common air pollutants and suggested that ozone exposure above 25 parts per billion during the first trimester of pregnancy was associated with increased pediatric diabetes risk. So pollution is a factor. Those of you women who plan to become pregnant, take heed of this. Make sure you're undergoing an appropriate detox, not the detox du jour that you found with your favorite social media influencer. I'm talking about a visit with a credentialed nutritionist or functional medicine practitioner, right? To do an assessment of your exposures and see where detoxification is indicated. You want to do this before planning your pregnancy. You want to also do things like make sure you've got adequate vitamin D levels, that you don't have other deficiencies. You want to be in the best possible shape and an appropriate weight. You want to be in the best possible health before you become pregnant for the best possible outcome for your child and any future offspring. This is how you want to plan for your pregnancy. And thank heaven, you know, less and less dentists are using silver fillings anymore, right? So the mercury is going down. For those of you who have silver fillings and are planning to become pregnant, pregnant, dad's included. That means you're full of mercury too. Think about an appropriate detox. Talk to a qualified biological dentist, not your regular mainstream dentist, but one who is qualified. Please seek one out to see about having those removed correctly because often removal of those silver fillings by your regular mainstream dentist will fill you up with more mercury than if you did nothing at all. So you have to be careful in this procedure. 
There is a targeted detox to undergo and a way to have them removed correctly. And only your biological dentist, your credential dentist knows of this way to do that. Not necessarily your mainstream dentist because that dentist is also full of mercury. So other things that contribute to the prevalence that contribute to the development of type one diabetes risk, food antigens, early introduction to cow's milk and maternal gluten intake may play an important role for these children at increased risk for type one diabetes. A national cohort study in Denmark, I remember this study, 67,565 pregnancies, that's a large group, found that a child's type 1 diabetes risk increased in proportion with maternal gluten consumption during pregnancy. Also cow's milk. And I've even heard Dr. Dr. Atkins say when he was alive and I was employed by him that at the first diagnosis, early diagnosis of type 1 diabetes to stop not just any and all gluten, but any and all milk, cow's milk in particular, because casein, which is found in all animal milk, but particularly problematic in cow's milk is a contributor in autoimmune conditions like type one diabetes. And I'll tell you right now in any autoimmune condition, including type one diabetes, the nutritional protocol is the elimination absolutely of casein. That means all animal milk and gluten, all gluten. These, the, it's the nutritional gold standard in dealing with any autoimmune condition, type 1 diabetes included. Another contributor to type 1 diabetes risk, breastfeeding. A 2018 systematic review and meta-analysis of 31 observational studies suggested that breastfeeding may have a protective effect with longer exclusive breastfeeding associated with reduced type 1 diabetes risk. So longer exclusive breastfeeding. So not just the first few weeks or during your six-week maternal you know, time off before you go back to work, but longer, up to six months at least, is preferable. So exclusive breastfeeding in early infant life is positive, right? You're getting, especially with the first letdown of milk, the colostrum, right? Those first few days, colostrum, that sets up baby's immunity, and all of that maternal fat cholesterol, is it's, it's as much as 55% of breast milk. This is on purpose. This is nature's design. 
to help with the care and feeding and development of that infant. Breastfeeding is so critical in the health and well-being of your child. Other environmental factors that may contribute to the development of type 1 diabetes. Let's talk about the microbiome. Continuing research suggests that early microbiome influences, including gut dysbiosis, may also contribute to type 1 diabetes risk and disease progression. A 2018 observational study investigating stool samples from mostly white non-Hispanic children at 783 children found that children with genetic predisposition for type 1 diabetes and signs of islet autoimmunity had higher levels of a particular species of a streptococcus group Mitis oralis pneumoniae species, while the controls had a higher uh, abundance of Lactobacillus rhamnosusand and Bifidobacterium dentium. Further, the microbial composition of the children in the control group included more genes related to the fermentation and production of short-chain fatty acids. Short-chain fatty acids are critical to the health of the gut. And intestinal permeability. Increased intestinal permeability, commonly known as leaky gut, absolutely plays a role in autoimmune disease. In fact, it is a prerequisite in autoimmune disease because this is where it's starting. Specifically, in individuals with genetic predisposition to autoimmunity, the upregulation of zonulin, which is the modulator of these intracellular tight junctions and the regulator of the mucosal immune response in the gut, zonulin leads to altered tight junction and increased susceptibility to environmental triggers, potentially leading to autoimmune diseases, including type 1 diabetes. Talked about zonulin before. It's like the doorman that causes the permeable gut, loosens up those otherwise tight, healthy junctions, right? The intracellular tight junction. It's like a doorman opening the door, letting it in which increases susceptibility to environmental triggers. Zonulin is often the culprit of gluten and other environmental triggers, so it's important to look at everything. So it's important to look at vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids, probiotics. Other interventions may include nicotinamide, And again, we need to look at these previously mentioned environmental exposures that impact type 1 diabetes risk. 
that potentially hold promise for prevention. While some studies have reported inconsistent conclusions, some dietary strategies have shown positive results in reducing islet immunity rates and type 1 diabetes risk. A 2013 meta-analysis of cohort and case-controlled studies found that vitamin D intake during early life may have protective effects, reducing the risk of type 1 diabetes. And this echoes the result from a 2022 systematic review that suggests adequate vitamin D status in early life in early life reduces type 1 diabetes risk a 2007 observational study based on dietary intake data found that omega 3 fatty acid consumption by children with increased genetic risk for type 1 diabetes reduced the risk of developing islet immunity and this omega 3 avenue of research it continues to develop a 2023 preclinical study found that an anti-inflammatory diet, which included omega-3 fatty acid, prevented type 1 diabetes development in rice, in mice, did I say rice? In mice, by restoring gut barrier integrity and immune homeostasis. Just want to come back to vitamin D. It's true about vitamin D. Maternal vitamin D status is important. Taking vitamin D during pregnancy after knowing what your levels are, taking an omega-3, this is all critical in prevention of these autoimmune conditions in your children. So in an environment of increased cases of autoimmunity, pediatric chronic disease, the functional medicine model It targets the underlying causes and addresses those antecedents or triggers that influence the progression of autoimmune conditions, such as type 1 diabetes. From preconception and prenatal care to recognizing pertinent environmental exposures and proactive approaches... Functional medicine interventions implement personalized prevention or treatment strategies that can lead to better health outcomes. This is what's important. Getting to the cause, being proactive, looking at prevention. All of this counts in the prevention of the increased prevalence of type 1 diabetes. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In. This is Intelligent Medicine. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the 
user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.